John comes on almost three and a half hours later. I was like, John, we got to stop this. We got to stop talking. Um, it was a ton of fun, but it was really interesting to just talk to John about what he likes to watch, what he likes to listen to, what he likes to play and why. So it turns out that the last episode of the podcast for 2023 is a huge cheat. Last night I did a live stream, which turned into a 2023 year in review. I cover every episode of the podcast and talk about every game we streamed and the actual plays that I put on the Twitch and YouTube channels. It came in right at about an hour and I got a chance to talk about all the different guests, all the different systems. And then I really enjoyed talking about all of the different people that have played on the channel. I can't thank you enough. This has been the biggest year for Third Floor Wars. The podcast grew, the channel grew, the patrons and Twitch subscribers now make Third Floor Wars an operation that runs in the black. I now get enough per month to pay for all of the expenses associated with this uh, endeavor. If you've shared this podcast with a friend or talked to somebody about it and gotten someone else to listen to it, I, I just can't thank you enough. And if you just take the time to listen to episodes when they come out, uh, that's a huge gift to me. All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy me talking to myself. I'm Stu Goff. When I'm not exploring and creating new worlds, I like to listen to Tabletop Talk. Howdy, friends and floorheads. Uh, we've only got a couple, de- couple days late left here in the year, and... I've been debating what to do. And I was thinking about having like an awards, like, you know, best stream and, you know, have the patrons vote on it and stuff like that. And then I was like, no, I don't think I want to do that. Um, So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and kind of give an overview and some comments on all the content that came uh, out of this channel and out of the podcast uh, this year. So you, lucky you, get to sit through a PowerPoint presentation. Here we go. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about 2023 on the third floor. Now, if for some reason you're not familiar with the third floor, we really got a couple main things. One, um, you've got Tabletop Talk, the podcast. That's a long form podcast that I put out, try to put it out once or twice a month. Uh, episodes. I sit down with creatives in the tabletop industry and really try to dig into their process to understand not what they make, but why and how they make it. Uh, I spent a lot of time with it. That really is a passion of mine. Um, I think I would even want to have those conversations if it wasn't being broadcast in a podcast. It's something that I'm very, very proud of. And then you've got the YouTube and the Twitch channels, which is obviously you're here, um, though I think I'll probably put the audio of this out on the podcast. The focus in 2023 was the same as it was in 2022, focused mostly on RPGs, both playing RPGs on the uh, live stream channels, as well as talking to the creatives that are making these RPGs. So let's talk kind of some overview numbers. So the podcast, Tabletop Talk, we had 29 total episodes featuring over 35 different creators in the tabletop industry. And this one surprised me. It's over 200 hours of audio. Uh, we're going to go through some of those episodes. I'm going to talk about uh, what I think are some of the uh, the better episodes, though, honestly, 
I don't think there's a best one, but I'll just, you know, give us give us a talk through. We'll talk about the actual plays. There was 15 different systems that were played on the channel this year, uh, over 51 episodes total recorded. That's averaging almost one a week and uh, over 140 hours of play on the channel. That I think is really, really cool. Uh, something that surprised me is I've had 37 different people play on the channel, either uh, on either side of the GM screen. Uh, that's that makes me very lucky. Uh, and it's part of the beauty of being able to play virtually is, um, you know, to be able to sit down and enjoy one of, if not my favorite hobbies with 37 different people, uh, a lot of them played multiple times on the channel. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, I did some GM tip videos. There's 10 videos really that are very specifically, you know, GM advice videos. They have become uh, some of the more popular videos on the channel, which makes me happy. Um, and then here's some stats for you. 145,000 plus views on YouTube this year. That number in the grand scheme of things, when you look at YouTube channels, that's nothing. Uh, for a little guy like me, that's a lot. That's a lot of people, a lot of views, uh, over 851 new sub, sub 851 new subscribers. That's a 20% growth in the, uh, on, on the channel and over 40,000 listens across all the podcast platforms, uh, which, which is kind of cool to think that, uh, that my episodes are listened to 40,000 times. All right. So let's dig in. Let's talk about the podcast a little bit. What I've got here is all the episodes that were released this year going down the left-hand side and then the right-hand side. This is in order by views or listens. I don't have the listens up there. It doesn't really matter, but it tells you really what, um, like the popularity. Um, let's start off with the most popular episode this year. And that was with my epic interview it really wasn't an interview, though. It was it was more of a discussion. Um, I'm very, very lucky. John Harper was one of the first early guests that did a long form interview with me. Um, and since then, he and I have kept in touch. I consider John a friend. Um, he's always been a huge supporter uh, of the podcast. And um, I also think he's an incredible designer, um, but just like good people. So <laughs> I reached out to him and I said, hey, John, um, you did not. Um, do you, you, I, when I was interviewing you, I wasn't doing the, you know, Hey, what are you grooving on segment that I like on the podcast? I said, would you come on for an hour and let's just kind of talk about like movies and games and stuff that uh, you're digging? He's like, yeah, I'd love to Craig. So John comes on almost three and a half hours later. I was like, John, we got to stop this. We got to stop talking. Um, it was a ton of fun, but it was really interesting to just talk to John about what he likes to watch, what he likes to listen to, what he likes to play and why, because I'm a firm believer and it's why it's a regular segment on the podcast. You learn a lot about the designer. Second most popular episode or most listened to episode was my interview with David Larkins from Chaosium. Um, he's the person who's now in charge of Pendragon, uh, put out the really brilliant uh, Berlin and Wicked, the Wicked City uh, for Call of Cthulhu. David was awful nice guy. Um, I got to tell you, Every I've talked to a lot of I've had a lot of guests from Chaosium and every single one of them have just been fantastic human beings to talk to. So I give Chaosium a ton of credit for really building a stable of talent that, that they work with that I have yet to meet a bad apple at Chaosium. They may exist, but they haven't been on the show yet. 
Third most popular episode, rather recent one, which makes it a bit of a surprise, episode 209. This was my interview with Jason Cordova and Alex Rubisky, and the focus was on public access, which is something that we're streaming on the channel. Um, Jason kind of came onto my radar about a year, year and a half ago. Um, I joined the gauntlet and um, was brought in initially by Brindlewood Bay. Um, Jason is a very unique individual, a very talented individual. Um, I have an immense amount of respect for for Jason. I love his podcasts. Uh, I love his games. And uh, if you've not checked out Public Access yet, uh, I said in the interview that I think this game is a big deal. Um, I know that uh, Brindlewood Bay kind of took uh, everybody by surprise by how well it did on Kickstarter. It didn't surprise me. You've got the Between coming this year, supposedly, which is another uh, card from Brindlewood game. Uh, and you can hear us talk about the Between in my interview with Jason last year. Uh, anyway, Andrew Gillis. They're the person that put out uh, Girl by Moonlight, which is a magical girl RPG. Andrew um, was a really fascinating interview. I'm not surprised it was one of the most popular interviews uh, on the channel. The book is beautiful. The game is special. He does a wonderful job educating me on what Magical Girl is as a genre. Um, truth be told, I had not backed that game until after the interview, and then I backed it immediately. So I, I craigged myself on that. Um, I got the book. It's gorgeous. And if you have any interest in that genre, I think it's the definitive work on Magical Girl uh, as, a, as an RPG genre. Uh, next, we got Epidiah Ravikal, uh, the person who made Dread. Um, there's probably only one word that really describes that interview, and that is Epidiah loves role playing games and his enthusiasm throughout the whole episode was was overwhelming. Really, really good person. Learned a lot about his process. And it was very interesting to hear the origins of something as unique as Dread. Uh, Tim Denae. Um, what a great interview that was. Uh, we covered Deathmatch Island as well as uh, Odyssey Aquatica. Uh Tim was kind of a neat interview because it was he's not just a designer, but he's a, a an artist as well. And I really enjoyed talking about how those two mingle with each other. Uh, what comes first, what the game looks like or what the game's going to be and finding out how things bop back and forth between his process of illustrating and designing versus building the game. Super interesting. Awfully nice guy. Awfully nice guy. Watt, another great guest. Uh, they put out um, Cloud Empress, which is a very unique setting for Mothership. It is not a Mothership uh, like module. It is uses the rules of Mothership in a very unique setting. Um, if you're into world building, make sure you listen to uh, my interview with Watt. Uh, they were they were fantastic. Uh, then there was my AMA. Um, where uh, Coda and Brian interviewed me. Uh, that was uh, right up there on the list of most popular episodes. That was a ton of fun um, and was really surprised that people even cared. But I got a lot of really nice feedback on that episode. Um, next was my GM tips for captivating your players. That was pulled from the audio of a live stream. Uh, next, uh, Jason Durrell, again, Chaosium, the guy who's now behind BRP and RuneQuest. Um, Another fantastic human being. Uh, Jason has been around for a long time. Jason is one of those people that has been brought up several times in the podcast by other people, just known as just a good human um, who's really very, very good at what he does. And uh, it's good to know that things like BRP and RuneQuest are in the hands of somebody like Jason. 
My like one of the hottest games that I that I really dove into this year was Shiver. Uh, I sat down with Charlie Menzies and uh, we talked about Shiver. It's a really interesting mechanic, mechanically interesting game. It's got a little bit of DNA of, of year zero in it. It's got funky dice, which makes me love it. The uh, doom clock pulls in uh, some powered by the apocalypse ideas. It is very, very clever, and it's a perfect example of building a system that is that is supports a specific type of play. You play horror in Shiver. Now, they've got two new books coming out. One is on. Uh, see, Blockbuster, which is <laughs> kind of interesting. Blockbuster is. Things like Jaws and Jurassic Park and Hollowed Earth and things like that. But there's two layers to it. There's the the blockbuster movie you play, but you also your character is an actor, a film actor. And there's a whole second layer to it uh, where you're playing the actor in these different action movies. Uh, something that we saw with Action World um, uh, on the channel. Uh, Ian Williams, uh, a local here at Raleigh, came on uh, and talked about Action Action World. This is also happening in Blockbuster. Uh, Stephen Dewey, the guy who created Ten Candles, uh, I think one of the more interesting horror RPGs out there, one of the most interesting RPGs out there. Um, again, somebody who just had an unbelievable understanding and knowledge of the creative process. Uh, and it was um, it was a really wonderful interview. We talked a lot about the genre of horror, but really um, talked about what an RPG is capable of. Uh, great interview. Um, <laughs> Kristen O'Neill and Caitlin Bruder, the people that put out Thin Places Radio, which is a podcast, very RPG adjacent. But there was a lot of creativity that I was hearing on that podcast. Uh, Kurt, uh, Kristen is on a player in a lot of streams and uh, Caitlin Bruder is a uh, is an author and they were wonderful. Um, it was an opportunity for me to have a team on the on the podcast and talk about how they find their roles and how the the creativity goes back and forth between them thoroughly enjoyed that um and if you don't listen to thin places radio uh the podcast uh, i highly recommend you go check it out and then i got a chance to talk to one of my um heroes in design and that's reiner knizia uh for me he is the greatest board game designer ever and is still putting out great games. Um, Reiner was very kind uh, when he his people reached out to become onto the podcast. One of the biggest compliments the podcast ever got was to have Reiner Kanitsu on to come on. Um, I could have talked to him for hours. Um, it was it, it, I was not disappointed. We got some really nice insights on his process. As you know, Third Floor Wars is a one-person operation. Every week I record, produce, and release podcast episodes and video content on both the YouTube and Twitch channels. Consistently creating new content isn't easy, and it requires a lot of focus and energy. It can be hard to find the balance. Too much energy, and I feel amped, and not enough, and I lose my focus and drive. And the thing is, is I'm not an energy drink guy, but I've started drinking a shot called Magic Mind. Instead of reaching for a second, third, or fourth cup of coffee to keep my energy levels, now I take this little shot every morning with my one cup of coffee and I'm set for the day. It's made me more productive during my day job and it leaves me with more than enough energy and focus to make content for you. It has all natural ingredients sourced from the best suppliers they could find. No sugar, nut-free, vegan, keto, and paleo-friendly. You should check it out. Go to magicmind.com slash thirdfloorwars. 
That's magicmind.com slash third floor wars and use the code tabletop for up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days. That code again is tabletop. Okay, do you have the energy to listen to the rest of the episode? Luke Jordan, a rather recent interview to be higher up on the list for most listens this year. Um, Luke was, was neat. We talked about, uh, two games that, uh, they were kickstarting at the time. And, um, I really enjoyed learning about, there was a whole scene in Australia, um, a, a RPG scene as RPGs were growing up. That was, that was very unique and is, is kind of dying off. The history of it is dying off. They don't have, um, people writing books about it. And it was really interesting because Luke was there and, and had, and learned from a lot of the people that were creating that history. So very fascinating, uh, interview. Luke was wonderful. Um, Ben Robbins. Uh, one of the most recent episodes, episode 215. He's the uh, guy that created Microscope It In This World. If you put a gun to my head, I think this was the best episode of, this, of the year. Um, not that Ben is the best designer that I've had on, but I just think that this, the discussion Ben and I ended up having um, really just dove deep into what I try to find, which is that creative process and the steps that Ben goes through. And we went from nothing to what microscope is, went from nothing to what in this world is really interesting. Um, he was very generous, very kind. If you've not listened to the Ben Robbins episode, highly, highly recommend it. And if you don't own microscope, uh, you're cheating yourself. Uh, it's a game that you will read and it'll blow your mind and then you'll play it and you'll have realized that, oh, like I had no idea uh, just how incredible this game is. Friend of the show, he's been on a couple times. Mike Hutchins, um, him and his buddy, uh, Gregory Horton. Uh, they're the two of the uh, people that are behind the Mount Rushmore. Uh, that's Blaster Magazine. Uh, put out a uh, minis game called Hobgoblin. People have heard me sing my uh, praises of Mike as a designer. He's also a really, really cool guy. Um, I think Mike is kind of like the uh, the punk rock designer right now in and miniature gaming. I think he's moving, moving the, uh, that, that whole, that whole hobby forward. Um, I firmly believe that, you know, games that are going to come out in the next 10 years, if you're going to interview them, like I interview RPG designers, they're going to talk about, yeah, then I got a game by Mike Hutchins. And then I realized what was possible. Um, I think he is a huge innovator in miniature gaming. Uh, Bud and Alex, uh, Bud from the, uh, Bud's RPG review, a fantastic, uh, channel. If you are into, uh, really in-depth reviews, uh, page by page, Bud and Alex put out a very successful book, uh, a module for, uh, Call of Cthulhu called Viral. Uh, it's really good. They're working on the sequel. Uh, it should be coming out soon. And there's a third book that they've been, uh, working on as well. It was great to finally connect with Bud. Um, I've been a fan of his for a long time. We talked about, you know, his creative process as a channel owner and how he kind of got his very unique style. And then we talked about the process that he, and Alex went through to create uh, this module. Again, another opportunity for me to really dig into a partnership and how that works from a creative standpoint. RP, who uh, put out Stoneburner and Breathless, RP is uh, very 
very well known within the indie circles and very well respected. RP is a wonderful person. We had a great conversation. If you've not looked at Stoneburner yet, uh, people are just now getting the fulfillment for it, but you can go get the PDF. Stoneburner is one of those secret games out there that I think other designers are going to reference when they talk about inspirations for their games. Um, there's my bonus any clip, uh, Kyle Rowan, who's played on the channel, who's, uh, somebody who, because of third floor wars, I've, uh, built a real nice friendship with Kyle is a fantastic designer. He put out one of, uh, I think one of the best boss battler games out there from a board game perspective. He put out a uh, vagrant song, fantastic game drips with theme really captures the boss battler. It, um, it's a very unique co-op experience. You can see us play it on the channel. Um, you can also see Kyle in Mothership as well as Public Access. Very talented designer, cool human being. Uh, Cesar um, <laughs> put out, uh, we talked about Not, uh, not a Demon um, as a horror fan and as somebody who enjoys solo role-playing. Um, not a Demon is something you have to look at. If you're into solo role-playing and if you're into horror as a genre, Not a Demon is such a unique game because you play the demon. And and you are trying to be helpful and but you're perceived as a demon. There's layers of meaning in there. It's very slick, very well designed. Cesar is just uh, good people. Maybe my second favorite or third favorite. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Ben Robbins. I think is my favorite. I think my conversation with John is maybe second favorite. I think my conversation um, with Allison Arth was my third favorite episode this year. Allison puts out uh, the Instagram as well as the podcast, Little Oracles. She also designed some solo games, including Gentleman Bandit. She's John, ha John Harper's other half. Um, Allison is just one of the coolest people I know. Um, she has an incredible passion and love for creativity and inspiring creativity. It's the whole idea behind her podcast. Um, she has got a beautiful voice for radio, uh, and she's just a beautiful person inside and out. Um, I, uh, really cherish, uh, the relationship I've built and the friendship I've built with Allison. Fantastic episode, especially if you want to learn and understand creativity. Uh, Shep Shepperson, uh, one of the big, uh, one of the big muscles behind, uh, Slay Industries. He's got a very unique, uh, RPG called Gaia Complex, which is kind of this, um, real interesting melding of gothic cyberpunk. Shep is also just one of the good people. Um, I have a second episode with Shep, uh, in the can already that we, he and I recorded. It'll come out in 24. Um, he also put out the solo game rectify, which, um, I got my copy of it. It's gorgeous. Um, but very talented creator and just a good, good person. Uh, David Chapman and Anthony Boyd, uh, Anthony from, uh, better known as Runeslinger, a longtime friend of myself in the show. They came on and talked about what I think is just one of the neatest things, uh, that him and David do, which is RPG a day. Ian Williams, uh, local a uh, guy here in Raleigh who's putting out uh, a very, very clever game called Action Movie World, which I talked about a little bit earlier. Claire Efren uh, was an illustrator, uh, which was a great interview to talk about somebody who does illustrations for um, for games as opposed to creates the games. Uh, also gave me a chance to talk to somebody from a different part of the world. Uh, trying to get guests from all over the world is something that's important to me. And Clara, we found that little small sliver of time where we were able to connect on both sides. Uh, Charlie's brother, Barney, uh, came on to talk about their new solo game, uh, Don't Play This Game, as well to talk a little bit more about Shiver. Uh, 
they're interesting because they're two brothers that make up this parable games. And Barney and Charlie are very different people, but have enough overlap in that uh, Venn diagram that they click. So not only did I get to talk about what a partnership is like, but what a partnership like is with your brother and how each of them have kind of found their own lanes. I really loved talking to Charlie and Barney was just as enjoyable. And we talked about a different aspect of design than the most recent episode uh, with Connor. First time we've had a professional uh, GM or DM on the show. Uh, Connor was was great. The end of the episode, uh, it was really interesting. The reason I had him on is because he's a pro DM and I wanted to talk to somebody who does that. But really, I think the meat of the episode, the most recent episode, uh, the last episode of 23 is on the after the first break when we get into safety tools. We get we have a great conversation about safety tools and we have a great conversation about diversity in gaming and uh, also how RPGs as therapy because um, he's a licensed therapist. So that's the podcast. That's all the episodes of the podcast. Um, for those of you watching live in the chat, what was your favorite episode uh, that you listened to? That uh, Those of you that are watching later, I'd love in the comments to know if there was any one of these particular episodes that you really, really enjoyed. You like science fiction, right? You love playing games, maybe even role-playing games. But what if you can't get your friends together for a game night? If you love games like Mothership or Orbital Blues, check out Dead Belt, a card-based space western solo strategy RPG about skillful and desperate scavengers picking over the remains of junked starships in hopes of a juicy payday. In it, you deal with lurking dangers, push your luck, and walk away with enough cred to keep on flying. Of course, you might get eaten by lurking aliens, or run afoul of rival scavengers, or face the murderous ghosts of long-dead spacers. No one said life in the dead belt was going to be easy. For more information on this and all of Sean and Abby Drake's games, swing over to acoupleofdrakes.com. The link's in the show notes. All right, let's talk about actual plays. We had 15 different systems on the show. Um, I think that's kind of a big deal. Uh, you're talking about 15 different games. Um, I've got them here in order by the number of episodes in 2023. So no surprise to anybody, Forbidden Lands had the most episodes this year. Um, we've had not, we had nine episodes of Forbidden Lands. We're going to have more next year. Uh, Forbidden Lands is now on episode 32. Uh, it's pretty special. Um, I think the system is great. I think the world is great. Um, but what was really special is this cast. Um, the four players in this game uh, have really put together something incredible, in my opinion. Uh, we have seen characters emerge we've watched players discover their own characters and create their own character arcs 
uh, organically, not by writing four page novels before play starts. Um, if you haven't watched Forbidden Lands, it, there's a reason it's the most popular stream on the channel. It's well deserved. We've also got another free league game that was the second most uh, most episodes in 23, and that was Vason. Uh, Vason's really neat. Uh, it's a neat kind of folk horror type game. Um, it deals with instead of it's instead of monster hunting, it's more mystery based. Uh, so you have these Vason, which are these um, gods of old or demons of old. And you have uh, these Thursday's children who are the, the main characters who can see the Vason. And when Vason and society collide, you know, when there's a monster that shows up, they're brought in. And what's neat about it is it's not about killing the monster. It's about finding out what's happening that's causing this monster to to emerge. And there's there's also a really interesting uh, layer of industrialization and uh, the evils of man. And uh, it, it's it's not Call of Cthulhu. Uh, not the, and that Call of Cthulhu is great. I love Call of Cthulhu. It's it's got a very different take on horror. I will definitely be wanting to bring Vason back uh, to the channel. Third most common, actually, these three are tied at six episodes each. Court of Blades, uh, Sean Drake uh, and uh, Navi Drake created this game called Court of Blades. It, uh, it's a Forge in the Dark game. It is not a reskin of Blades in the Dark. It is a, definitely its own game. It's uh, mechanics that are familiar, but uh, a world that is truly not Duskfall. It's its own thing, and it's got a different tone and a different feel to it. We had a great table. Sean is a phenomenal GM, which I did not surprise me. I learned a lot playing in his game and have taken and stolen techniques uh, from him as a GM. And you can see when I'm running games, you'll go, oh, Craig learned that from Sean. Uh, if you have not seen the Quarter Blade series, uh, there are six episodes, highly recommend it. Uh, we had a good time with it. Speaking of Jason Cordova, Brindlewood Bay, and speaking of the Drakes, Navi Drake is uh, on Brindlewood Bay. So I've had both couple of Drakes on the channel six times uh, playing we are they are playing my murder mavens, which are widowed older ladies living in uh, the northeast in a Massachusetts seaboard town. They have a book club. They love to read murder mysteries and people start dying. And as they start to solve these murders in this small town, we're starting to learn because we're only six episodes in. We've probably got another six to go. We're starting to learn that there is an evil under uh, behind, behind all of this and uh, kind of a cosmic horror undertone to everything and being six episodes in the murder maybes are just starting to figure this out and just starting to see really what's happening um it, it it's 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 pretty pretty cool it's pretty cool. It, the, the mystery system is something that's great. You can hear me talk to about, uh, Jason about it on the podcast, or if you watch, uh, public access or, or Brindlewood Bay, you'll learn it. Um, the cast is amazing. Um, the four women that are on the cast, all of them are very unique role players are are just have embraced the theme. We're having really an excessive amount of fun. All right. Five episodes of public access this year, another Jason Cordova game. This is uh, latchkeys, uh, latchkey kids from the 80s and 90s 
who lived in a small town in New Mexico. They all have a clear memory of a public access station called TV Odyssey, which aired these really effed up shows, like really messed up stuff. And they got they found each other online and said, hey, you know, do you remember TV Odyssey? And they all. Yeah, I do. I do. But nobody in Deep Lake, the town where they grew up, remembers it. And it disappeared. And nobody not only does nobody know why it disappeared, nobody remembers it even existing. So they go back to uh, Deep Lake over a summer to investigate not only what happened to TV Odyssey, but all the other weird shit that's going on in this town. Uh, it's a really neat, creepy pasta inspired horror game and really, I think, does an incredible job um, with the uh, with with the mystery system, having a ton of fun with it. This one was close and dear to my heart. Public Knights uh, Black Agents. We had, uh, I want to say, a total of five or six, maybe even seven episodes, but the last three of them were in 23. This was a one-on-one, a one GM, one player uh, with Zoe from the Writer's Room, uh, which is a fantastic podcast, by the way, especially if you like 7C. She ran 7C on the channel uh, the year before in 22. Um Knights Black Agents is a really neat concept. It's secret agents meets gothic horror. Um, Jason Bourne fights Dracula and we really had uh, just an amazing time. Uh, She was a a great player. I already knew she was a great GM. She was a great player. One of I'm hoping in 24, we're going to do Knights Black Agents again, another one-on-one with a different player. I want to do that three different times in total. I want to have three different players that I do three one-on-one runs with. Then I want to bring them together like Charlie's Angel style and have an adventure in Night Black's Agents with all three of them. Um, ton of fun on that. Um, Zoe was amazing. If you have not checked it out, the last three episodes of it were in 23. We started in 22. Fear itself. Uh, it's been a favorite of mine. Uh, from the beginning, it is a gumshoe game that is built to mimic horror movies and horror movie tropes. I'm a huge fan of the system. This was uh, pure body horror. If you're into body horror, that's what we did on Invasive Procedures, uh, Fear Itself. Uh, total, again, I think of six or seven um uh, different uh, episodes. The last three were in 23. The cast, unbelievable. I'm going to be talking about casts in a little bit um, later. And um, one of the best final episodes of any of the runs on the channel. Um, we had a very powerful finish to that game. A very powerful finish. Okay, Trail of Cthulhu, just getting started. Um, we've got three of them happening in, in uh, this year. Brian from uh, Brian Schauder, who uh, is a good friend of mine, fantastic GM, fantastic player. He is running us on Trail of Cthulhu. It's an all-star cast with some familiar faces and some new faces. And um, it's getting crazy. We're playing again, not this weekend, but next weekend. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, Brian uh, has run a couple games now. This is the third time he's GM'd on the channel, and he is better than I am. And I just love having him as a GM because he gets me a chance to play with a great GM. Uh, the last two episodes of uh, Blades in the Dark were on, on uh, this year with the Umbral Means crew, which was really neat because they were one of the first live plays we ever did on the channel. We got a chance to come back to it and um, do two more episodes this year. Um, 
everybody knows what I think about Blades in the Dark. Um, I'm actually running it tomorrow night on another channel uh, for uh, for a group of people. I'm running it for some locals that I don't normally play with. They're friends of friends that um, wanted that only ever played D and D, and they found my um, channel and reached out to me through a friend. And now I'm teaching them Blades in the Dark, and it's blowing their minds. Um, I'm a big fan. Speaking of John Harper, Agon, we played two episodes of Agon, which is a fantastic system, fantastic game. Um, if you're into big damn heroes and, and mythical Greece, Agon is something you have to check out. Like everything John makes, it's mechanically interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a clockwork game um, where every piece fits together perfectly and just completely supports it. Uh, Limelight. We got two episodes in. We got a third one coming on. A very unique game where you get a chance to play as teenagers trying to try to make a successful garage band. Um, the cast is amazing. Uh, Derek and Greg, are, who are the creators, Greg is playing. Derek is is the um, booking agent, which is the GM. It is a structurally a very different RPG, and it's been a lot of fun learning how to play the game and Derek and uh, Greg are doing a wonderful job kind of walking us through it and teaching us. It's um, it's different than anything I've ever played before. I am loving it. Uh, I'm loving the players. Um, I'm loving the characters that we're creating that are emerging out of play. Uh, really nice. Primal Quest, uh, a great OSR stone and sorcery game. We had two episodes of that. The first one was in 22. The second one was in 23. Um, Diogo is a phenomenal designer. Primal Quest is a great game if you want to play cavemen and uh, that that stone and sorcery type uh, setting. Uh, fantastic. Uh, we had uh, two episodes of Babies and Broadswords. The second episode was in 23. We got to play babies. And kind of this weird D&D thing where you're in a haunted orphanage. Uh, great cast. It was a lot of fun. The creators are the ones that uh, ran the game for us. Um, ton of fun. Web World. Um, one of the um, probably another game that's similar in the way Limelight is very unique uh, mechanically. Um, very interesting. The stuff that Shroom Decay is putting out um, is great. I've got all of his games now, I believe. I back every time he puts a new game up, I back it. Um, Web World is something to check out. Um, there is some DNA of Web World in The Walking Dead. Uh, so Free League's Walking Dead. Um, I'm not saying that they knew web world existed, but there are elements in web world that I'm seeing inside of walking dead. And I loved seeing it there because the way that zombies are handled in the walking dead RPG is kind of the way that spiders are handled in web world. Uh, very, very interesting. Last but not least, we're playing shiver, um, and having a great time with shiver. Uh, the episode one is already out there. Uh, camp carnage. Episode two is going to be a week from tomorrow. So that's all the actual place um, gives you an idea. 50 some odd games. Um, man, I got to play a lot of games. I got to run a lot of games and had a, just a great, great time.
Um, great, great time. Uh, again, in the comments or in the chat, let me know like which which of these games really, really kind of connected for you. What were your favorites? What are you looking for in 24? Um, and uh, if you not have not checked out these games, go look into them. Um, I'm very selective what games I bring onto the channel. This is a curated list. Um, these are games that I've handpicked. Um, and there's a reason, uh, it's cause they're really damn good. So <laughs> hours watched, I was looking through the stats and I was like, just out of curiosity of all the episodes since the beginning of the channel, which ones had the most hours spent on them in 2023 top five, four of them are forbidden lands. Uh, the first episode of forbidden lands, still the most popular episode on the channel over 2800 hours of views and again there's people that put out videos and they get that in the first minute um uh for me 2800 hours of anybody watching anything that i was a part of unbelievable um unbelievable and th i think the thing that i'm most proud of with forbidden lands is I obviously not only that it's i think one of if not the most popular actual play for for the system but the drop off from episode to episode is so light like people get into the game and they stay with the game so you can see the first most popular was episode 1 second most popular was episode 2 we only lost 650 uh hours of watch between first and second, usually between a first episode and a second episode, you're lucky to get half. The drop off is precipitous from episode to episode. Forbidden Lands consistently pulls in the same numbers. And by the time we get to like episode three, four and five, there's little or no drop off um, in views and in the amount of time watch. You can see that uh, fourth and fifth are episodes three and four, and they basically have the same number of hours uh, of views this year. Mothership still holds strong. Um, that was a great run that we did, I think, starting in 21 and went into 22. Um, still one of the most popular uh, uh, actual plays of the system, Mothership. If you search for a Mothership RPG or Mothership actual plays, we're usually one of the first or second ones that come up in the search. Uh, seven or eight episodes, great cast, a ton of fun, great system. Are you enjoying our long form interviews with creatives on this podcast? Maybe you're craving deeper discussions about our guests or some of the RPG plays on our Twitch and YouTube channel. Well, I've got an opportunity for you. You see, Third Floor Wars now has a Patreon only Discord server. You can join a vibrant community of like minded enthusiasts diving deep into every episode of our RPG plays and podcast. Connect with fans, engage in spirited discussions, and unlock the behind-the-scenes insights. For just a dollar a month, access a world of tabletop gaming goodness. Connect with passionate gamers who share your love for the tabletop podcast and everything produced on the third floor. As a Patreon supporter, you also enjoy ad-free episodes of this podcast. You can immerse yourselves in captivating stories and fascinating interviews without interruptions, taking your listening experience to a whole new level. By joining the Third Floor Wars Patreon community, you not only gain exclusive access to the Patreon-only Discord server, but you also support the growth of my podcast and channels. 
Your contributions enable me to continue creating high quality content that entertains, educates, and upskills tabletop enthusiasts like yourself. Maybe don't wait. Join the Third Floor Wars Patreon today and unlock a world of camaraderie, discussions, and knowledge. Visit patreon.com forward slash third floor wars or check the link in the show notes and come join our community. The Third Floor Wars Patreon only Discord server awaits you. I and the other patrons can't wait to welcome you with open arms and a fistful of dice. Speaking of cast, um, I need to really take some time to talk about um, a group of 11 players that have been on, were on the channel more than once uh, this year. Because um, every one of them does me such a huge favor coming on and playing or running a game. Uh, to nobody's surprise, Nick was on the most. He was on, it played in six different games. He played in Blades in the Dark, Vason, uh, Agon, Shiver, Public Access, and Web World. Uh, Nick is just good people. He's a, a, has become a very close friend of mine. Um, he did not, he came over with me. As, as my interest went from Malifaux to RPGs, he was a uh, supporter and, and listener and watcher with Malifaux. And I was his gateway into RPGs. And he started RPGs as I moved the channel and the podcast over to RPGs. He is now a veteran RPG player. Um, he is great. Every time he's on the channel, he brings a, a, a level of enthusiasm um, to, to, to the, every play he's a part of great characters. Um, I affectionately call him the sniper uh, because you'll go 40 minutes and Nick's character won't do a whole lot. And then out of nowhere, Nick's character blows the whole thing up and just it just changes everything. Um, He's uh, he's a very smart player. Great player. Um, Second most uh, visible cast member all more cast i don't know what the hell to call this is naomi um naomi is uh my good friend on the other side of the pond uh she's a phenomenal role player i hear she and this doesn't surprise me she's also an incredible gm and runs a mean game of forbidden lands she was in agon fear itself um she's playing a trail of cthulhu and she was in web world um i find Naomi to be a very um, honest role player. She brings, I believe her when she is, she is in character playing as character. I believe Naomi. Um, And that's the only way I can describe it. And it's why she will always have a seat. She just needs to ask, Craig, can I play in this game? And and I will make room uh, because every game she's a part of is better. Brian, who we've heard already talk about, he's uh, Sten, of course, in Forbidden Lands, running Trail of Cthulhu, and I got a chance to play next to him in uh, Court of Blades, which was wonderful. Um, Brian's just good people, good buddy of mine. This our friendship started with Malifaux. We have a shared friendship uh, with board games and with RPGs. Uh, I finally got a chance to meet Brian uh, in person, but figured out was the second time we met once at a tournament. Um, but then uh, I was in Atlanta for work and got to see Brian again. Um, Brian is just a good, just good dude. 
just a good dude. And he's very good at what he does. Uh, his podcast, The Ascent of Board Game, is phenomenal. Um, if you're into board games and he's a mean GM in a good way and a phenomenal player, what he has done with that character of Sten, um, he is everybody's secret favorite character on Forbidden Lands. Um, he plays the crotchety old guy and does a phenomenal job and everybody, everybody loves him. Um, Lou feeling good. Lewis, um, Lou and I found each other through gaming and BS. We were both listeners and fans of gaming BS and just kind of connected as part of that community. Uh, Lou was in three different games. He was in a gun. He's in shiver right now. And he was in web world. Lou drives down from New Jersey to go to camping for gamers twice a year. Uh, Lou is good people. I've had a chance to play in a game. Lou ran broken compass at the campsite. It was great. Lou is going to inspire you to lean in. Uh, when Lou's at your table, he is going to make you step up because Lou is going to be very aware of the genre, very well aware of why we're here and what we're playing. And he is going to push you uh, in a great way and, and, and inspire the table to step up and start playing the hell out of the game that you're playing. Voslov. Voslov has been on the channel several times. Another person who I first met through Malifaux, who um, has become a, a, a cherished friend and um, a great person at the table. He was in the Mothership game. He was also in Blades in the Dark in Vason and is now playing in public access. Um, Voslov is just one of the many people that I've got to meet through this channel who's just a good, just a good dude. Uh, just a good human. And Voslov is very good at role playing. He um, he does a good job of pushing the table and the momentum forward. Uh, what I love about Voslev at the table as a player is that um, he's not going to let things sit and spin for very long. He's going to push things forward. He's going to push the action. He's going to um, challenge the GM and the story and the game and the players at the table. Uh, you, you are always in a better place if Voslev is at your table. And then we have a whole bunch of people that were on the channel for two different games. We've got Roman, who was in Blades in the Dark and uh, Vasen. Roman, another person who, um, you know, ended up started as a supporter and then became a good friend. Um, wonderful player. Does a, puts a lot of thought into his characters. Um, Shadika. Shadika is much like Naomi for me. Um, they are both two people that will always have a seat if they want one. Um, Shadika was in uh, Fear Itself. She's also currently part of the Brindlewood Bay uh, cast. Um, Shadika, I, tried to, I was trying to think today, like how to describe why, why I think she's one of the best role players on the channel. And I think what it is with Shadika is Shadika is a great listener. She listens to the table listens to the GM and absorbs the game and then is there at crucial moments. Um, her, her performance and play in the final episode of fear itself was pretty damn amazing. Um, and it was the culmination of her really getting in character, learning her character and in, in following her character, um, it, uh, it created, I think one of the best final episodes on the channel. Um, but, uh, she's, she's just great. She is just great. Kevin, um, he is currently in Shiver. He also played in that fear itself. That fear itself cast was freaking on fire. Um, 
Kevin, um, Kevin brings an honesty uh, to the table. He's one of those players that is very honest about his character and very honest about doing what the character would do, but not in that butthole way, still understands the genre, still understands the game. But um, he's a little bit like um, Naomi uh, in the fact that I believe him. I believe the characters that he's playing and he does a wonderful job playing in character as character. Amy is one of the new breakout stars on the channel. Um, person who's also becoming a good friend of mine. I met Amy through Maeve. Um, Amy is uh, playing with me on Limelight and is one of the Mavens on Brindlewood Bay. Um, Amy just takes over the table in the way that's the, in a great way. Um, she's a powerful player and she uh, kind of like Lou will lean into the genre, lean into the game. She is there to play and she will make your table better. Um, she's also a phenomenal DM. Uh, she's been running uh, Dungeons and Dragons on Maeve's podcast, The Foxtails. Um, if I'm listening to someone running Dungeons and Dragons, you know that they have to be very good at it. Um, and Amy is a phenomenal DM. Um, you're, I'm hoping uh uh, God willing and the creek don't rise that uh, we see a lot more Amy on the channel because I love having her on the table. Uh, Donald. Donald was in uh, Babies and Broadswords and then in Court of Blades. Donald's another person who came over with me from Malifaux who um, started off as just like somebody who had a common interest who, who is now somebody I consider a friend. Um, Donald is a really unique player in a great way. He, I've never, I've never played with a more thoughtful player. Like Donald thinks about the character. He thinks about the game. He thinks about the world. He thinks about what we're doing and, and it shows, uh, it shows in his play. It shows in, in his character choices. It, it shows in his choices as character. Um, Donald's a phenomenal human um, and, and a great player. Last but not least, the person that I've probably known the longest on this list, and that's Maeve. Maeve's a local here in Raleigh. Um, she was in Babies and Broadswords. She's also one of the Mavens on Brindlewood Bay. Maeve is just a great player, uh, a great person. Um, she is always going to make sure everybody's having a ton of fun. Um, so she brings a level of joy to the game and, um, and does an incredible job with it. So a big thank you to, um, all of these people that have, you know, allowed me to steal time from them, uh, to, to be on the channel. This, this is the Mount Rushmore of the channel for 23. I think that they, they are the reasons that, um, we've had as many people sit and watch us play, uh, which is cool. Um, last but not least, the obvious thank yous for everybody, my patrons who support me, uh, you will allow this to be a break even, um, endeavor, uh, right now the support I get from my Twitch subscribers and from my patrons pay for things like my Adobe subscriptions, my hostings, all of that. I, I, am no longer in the red on third floor wars. Uh, so it was really nice to have the hobby kind of pay for itself. And it's only that way because of them. Um, all my players and all my guests, so everybody who played on the channel, 
all the guests uh, that come on and sit and talk with me on the podcast for an hour or two, uh, everybody who watches my stuff, our stuff, and everybody who listens to our stuff. Um, I'm a super, super lucky person. I got to play in a lot of games. I got to talk to a lot of really cool people. Um, the Discord server, the Patreon, Patreon Discord server is just full of some awesome, awesome people. Um, oh, Mac is here. Yeah, speaking of great players, no kidding. Yeah, uh, if I have my way, we're not. Mac is going to be in a lot more games than just Trail of Cthulhu. Uh, so amen to that Nathan alright that's all I had guys Um, happy new year talk soon take care we hope you enjoyed this episode subscribe to Tabletop Talk and share it with your friends check out our content on YouTube and Twitch Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and stay updated on everything coming from Third Floor. All the links are in the show notes. Take care, Floorheads. Uh, Oh, hey. Are you still here? Wow. Um, Well, the episode is over, but if you're bored... Why not go to Patreon.com and support the show for as little as a dollar a month? Yeah, you can just scroll down. Scroll down and, yeah, get the link. It's Patreon that makes this and all of our other content possible. Don't you want to join the other floorheads on the Patreon Discord? Anyway, thanks for sticking around. Take care. Bye.